Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today... We are talking about the letter G in our ABC movie series, which is Good Will Hunting. <laughs> Chosen by Emily. Yes, which this entire time, this entire time, I thought it was called Goodwill, like Goodwill, good, not like, not like where you drop off your, your, your clothes, like donate them, but like, isn't there... Isn't there uh isn't there a full a full word that's that's goodwill? Like, uh I don't know if that's yeah, like it is a word. It's already an established word. Yeah. So, so I thought it, I thought goodwill was together. Yeah. And then it was hunting. Like they were hunting for goodwill. <laughs> well, Emily, you know, that's kind of the point of the it's a it's a pun that's supposed to mean two two things because in reality the character is named Will Hunting. So that's why it's funny yes. that the name of the movie is Goodwill Hunting. Hunting for okay. Goodwill. So you're right. Okay, so that was the that was the point. Yeah. That was the point. Yeah. The the fact the fact that I thought the title was wrong was actually a part of the pun. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. I see. It's like a double meaning. I see. All right. Okay. In- interpret that as you will. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie is from um 1997 uh it won good year year. best screenplay at the oscars that year because it was written by matt damon and ben affleck who are both like 23 and 25 respectively when they made this movie so they were babies basically and it's directed by robin williams got got an oscar for this role too yeah best supporting actor he yeah so that's a pretty big that's pretty good. Um and That's a that's a that's a pretty big deal for two for two young guys writing writing their first movie. It's a pretty that's fucking a... big deal. Yeah. Not every twenty three year old, twenty four year old gets recognized uh at the Oscars, that's for sure. So I've been doing a lot of research about this movie and I've been kinda getting some some not misinformation, but like some back and forth information. So one interview that I was reading with um, someone who like reunited the cast after after a couple of years, mm-hmm. um, like when when they were interviewing them, they were saying that you know Matt Damon started like he wrote the first act of this of this movie, and then because as like a school assignment, like they were supposed yeah. to just write some sort of something for a playwriting class. Yeah. And he ended up writing, like, a whole act one or, like, a whole, like, first chunk of a movie script and gave it to his teacher. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where it started. And then when he went to L.A. and was living with Ben Affleck, that's when they kind of spent nights writing it. Because they were like, I have this script. Um, 
heard it's really good. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's really good. We should just continue writing it. And so they did. But then I was just watching. So I I don't know if it's just like forgetting stuff, but I was just watching a GQ YouTube video with Ben Affleck. He was talking about all of his roles. Right. Ben Affleck was saying that most of the script was just improvised. So Hmm. I guess maybe they wrote it and then they just kind of like changed it up as they like just improvised it as they were going along instead of going to the going off the script. I guess. Um, I, I would say that that is like they have the loose script, so they know exactly what every scene is going to be generally, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I think when it when it comes to improvising, they probably mean like this is the objective in in this scene. This is what we need to get to now. Just go. So I think it's not like they're just kind of shooting on a whim. I think it's a. They have an established situation down. They have an established story, uh, scene by scene, ish. You know, yeah. And yeah. then that is kind of adapted and uh, put into a whole movie. Yeah. Also, very low budget. Um, they were kind of yeah. just mm-hmm. just all all their scenes were kind of just sitting in rooms. Not really anything too yeah. too crazy, too too extravagant. Um, yeah. Which it also didn't need to be. I mean, it was a very, it was a very simple yet emotional script, and it really didn't need anything too, like, fancy or extravagant. Yeah. Like, and I think before this movie, uh, th- this is an honest, like, this is a very, like, um, referenceable movie. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but in in pop culture, this movie is referenced constantly. I mean, it, just down to the idea that the janitor uh, solves really hard math problems when no one's looking, um, which is, I was watching the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt interactive m- movie today, and uh, they, like, even Titus referenced it in in the end of the the episode. So I was like, just like, you know, you're going to notice these these references now after you've seen this movie. <laughs> it is a very... Oh, yeah. Like, common and well-known movie. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt it. And, uh, and a lot of other stuff that I was reading was that this was kind of the first movie to where, um, like, where Boston was, like, really shown. Mm-hmm in a movie like at, almost as a character itself like just definitely really no other no other movie at the time had really talked about boston in this way and really like 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 the nostalgia and people who lived in boston really enjoyed that this movie came out yeah it's it puts boston in a and it paints it in the light that it actually is you know we've got southie where their main character is from and the kind of like more blue collar um people who live there uh including him and all of his friends and then we've got the uh highbrow harvard um mit people up in cambridge that have a completely different um lifestyle you know they're intellectuals they're they're academics they have a completely different lifestyle than the blue collar people of the south so um it's it's great that we get this both of this in the movie Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the uh, the bench in the movie is still in in the commons. Um, it's by the duck pond, and it's a beautiful area. And on my first date with my boyfriend, we went there. 
Oh wow! Yeah, he's so like, they're just like is it just kind of like bench. a like a really nice public park? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's like that's a really cool. beautiful park. And uh, Danny pointed that out to me, and I was like, "Oh, that's so great!" <laughs> like, you know, seeing seeing all these places uh, and watching this movie right now. I've been applying for apartments in Boston, so watching it at the time that I. I'm going to be moving there is, is really kind of weird, you know, like I'm choosing and deciding to live there. Um, so it, it got me really excited at least. That's good. And yeah, I was also reading a lot that some of the, some of the things that you see in this movie, like aren't even there anymore. Like they're just, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff has changed in Boston. So this mm-hmm. movie can be very nostalgic for some people t- for a different time in Boston when things uh-huh. just were like torn a lot of things were torn down torn down apparently oh yeah i bet yeah that makes a lot of sense like it's it's, it's not like harvard square like looks really different than it did mm-hmm. in this movie or something it definitely that's, yeah like, it totally what does. i kept reading yeah 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 i mean it it looks a lot different because there's a lot of different establishments establishments there um and it's just like got a totally like um unreachable vibe in that sense <laughs> not yeah yeah um uh, what how about those accents they're uh they're raw <laughs> they're, they're pretty raw <laughs> I don't, they're uh they're they're out there i, I don't think i've ever <laughs> heard i don't think i've ever heard a boston accent up close like never <laughs> yeah and this is the most i'd heard one i'm like that's 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 a boston accent <laughs> Yeah, like definitely Matt Damon and Ben wow. Affleck and all their like boys crew had really thick accents, and then even Robin Williams had a little bit of an accent too. Yeah, because his character grew up kind of in the same ish area. Yeah, he grew up that, in Southie that... as well. So yeah, um, yeah. It you know I really enjoyed watching this again and seeing the parallels of the characters, um, especially with. Will and Sean, Matt Damon and Robin Williams' characters, um, just seeing the fact that Matt Damon's character was unwilling to accept his genius and um, do something about it and, like, be, like, overcome his own, um, his own, like, he's stopping himself from, from growing into his potential at every moment. And it's kind of the same thing with Robin Williams' character, whose wife died, um, like, seeing him, like, stall himself from happiness as well. Yeah, and I was reading a lot about, um, um, like, a counselors and therapists, like, analyzing this movie and kind of um, Sean's take on, on Will's situation. And, you know, they, they definitely say that um, developing that relationship and kind of being a little hard on your, on your client could be could be effective mm-hmm. if you have that relationship established first. So I thought that was interesting because, yeah, I thought his his style was, was it seemed very obscure because, yeah, a lot of the articles I was reading was like, this is not, like, it's not usually in an office in the basement of, like, a community college. Mm-hmm. You're usually in, like, very fancy, plushy offices. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never, it's never quite this, like, real or, like, almost approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm sort of therapy sessions um so i really 
and I really liked the scenes that Sean and Will had together. Um, and Will was going back to Will's character. He is he was so complex. He almost confused me because we we were mm-hmm. getting we were getting him in a lot of different situations, like yeah. him kind of being like like him just picking fights with people and yeah. and I guess at first I didn't really understand why he was doing that because they don't really bring up the the foster situation until a bit later and so I'm just kind of trying to understand why why he picks fights with people why he's not taking these opportunities given to him and um until it all kind of unfurls and it's just he he was very complex. I, I'm, I'm still confused by him, and I'm still trying to figure him out. It's 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 frustrating. I'm frustrated. Uh, <laughs> frustrated okay. by this movie. Well, I think, like, for me, watching it again really helped. Um, but I can see what you mean, because he's very unlike a lot of people. He's a very particular character, a very particular person. And, uh, I mean, to me, he's, he's relatable in, in ways of, like people who don't ever come to their full potential, um, who possibly could be so much more than they are, you know? Um, yeah. So I think in that sense, it's he's relatable. But yeah, like, he's a complete and utter genius. And it's just, like, it is hard to figure him out in that sense. Um, and then watching him with uh, Minnie Driver was another side of him that we got to see. And... She gave him so many chances to to be a better person, and he just kept, like, rejecting it, and she just kept coming back and giving him chances, and, you know, in a sense, I was, like, I was pissed at her for doing that, but then I was, like, you know, he does deserve these chances. He just has to know when to be kind to himself to, to be able to not do that, you know, to not get so angry and all that, but... Um, yeah, he needs to recognize it first, and that's just what's what's troubling him. He almost seemed so. It's since there were so many different layers to him, he almost seemed so smart to where he seemed content with where he was. Like, and that's just like he mm-hmm. he just seemed fine. He seemed fine. Like he talked about having honorable jobs and and this and that. But then we kind of delved yeah. deeper into like the true meaning of why he wouldn't, which was. Which, so, what what was wrong? I, I I might have missed this part, but what? Why was Sean saying it's not your fault? Did he, like, is it just like it wasn't his fault that his his foster parent was 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 abusing him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That okay. was that was what it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another scene that is very iconic. Just a, yeah. It's like Sean just saying that over and over again to him. Um, yeah. Which I can see as being one of those scenes that Ben Affleck was talking about is that it was kind of improvised. I could see that that, that might have been um, one of those things that kind of just developed and they worked on it together to, to make it the way that it was, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It It's very, like... It is a lot of heart, but I think at its core, this movie is, like, a really good character study. I mean, I know you were a little confused about Will, but there's not just Will and Sean in this movie. There's also 
you know, Stellan Skarsgård that we get to know a lot about as well, um, and Mindy Driver. So there's there's like a good amount of different kinds of 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 characters and people in this movie. True. Like when um when Stellan Skarsgård and Robin Williams kind of have their little tiff at the end kind of talking about uh Will's potential, you know, uh what's his name? Professor Lambeau, he really just wants to push him push him push him in the in, in what he thinks is the right direction. Yeah. Um and Sean's trying to push him, push him, push him in, like, some other type of direction. I just felt like Will was getting pushed a lot. And he just needed, he just really needed to figure out why he was saying no to all of this. Like, I feel like people mm-hmm. kept telling him what to do. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that irked me about this movie was that instead of, instead of, and and they did eventually, um, which is surprising to do in eight sessions, which a lot of the articles were saying, you know, a, a lot of this progress really can't be done in, in eight sessions, but, you know, it's a movie, so it had to be done. But yeah. just the fact that, you know, Stellan was pushing him this way, um, Robin Williams was pushing him, like, in a more in a more positive direction, like, you know, what do you want to do? But it almost felt forced at some point. Like, he, he was like, he's like, what are your goals? I was like, the guy's 20. Yeah. How does he know he, what he, he wants to do? He doesn't what if know. he's fine with where he's at? Like he, the he, kid's smart. Yeah. He just has. He just needs support, and he needs counseling, and he needs to work through his own internal struggles. He needs to just not be told what he needs to do. Like he's like Robin Williams was like, "Find a girl. You're gonna be way better off. Mm, yeah, find, get a yeah. goal. Get a goal. Do this." Like they just kept pushing him, and I mm-hmm, felt like that. Mm-hmm. That was one of the problems I had with this movie was mm-hmm. that it wasn't. It didn't feel like therapy it felt like they were just pushing him in different directions and he finally just kind of made a decision yeah I because agree he was almost you. pressured too yeah 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 you're so right you're so right yeah yeah um i think i mean i do think that having eight sessions in in a two-hour movie is pretty good there were a lot of scenes in this it's a long movie yeah it was it was yeah it really like and it it kind of droned on like in in towards the end because I was like, when are we gonna? When's stuff gonna happen? Yeah, I was almost. I, I was almost thinking that like something like because they they also kept showing him like getting in fights with people like he he would kind of just get in in fights with cops I guess which I guess you can kind of see as, not, not like father figures but you know like enforcers and maybe he just doesn't you know he he fights back against mm-hmm. people like that mm-hmm. um which oh yeah i mean so yeah. but beca- because they kept saying that he had assault charges i thought there was going to be some other kind of situation that happened later like with the little tussle he had in the beginning which which brought him and yeah. stellan together i thought there was going to be another one later on um, mm-hmm. because he, he mm-hmm. likes to pick fights with everyone students yeah. teachers cops a- anybody Anybody, like the really. d- the downturn would have been that he got in another fight and he goes back to jail, you know, instead of him like breaking up with Minnie Driver and like rejecting the help from um, Robin Williams, you know, like that was kind of the downturn at the end of the movie before it goes up again. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think I expected him to, like, be more outward about it. But I don't know. I enjoy this movie. I like it a lot. 
I liked it in bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. I liked scenes. I I really liked um the whole the whole uh crew of boys. I <laughs> I loved all four of them. They were really funny. Yeah. They were they were assholes. Um including this, other uh, Affleck brother, uh Casey Affleck. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um there were some some very funny scenes. I I really liked uh, Matt Damon's scenes with with Minnie Driver. I thought they were they had really great chemistry, and I thought they were really great. She is um, very cute. She she was very funny. Yeah, she she was really awesome. I'm glad they kind of gave her a bit bigger of a role. Um, she maybe could have had a bit more to do. Uh, yeah. But there were just a lot of people kind of sprinkled through this movie. The only that... woman in the entire movie with a speaking role. <laughs> Yes, which I'm slowly segueing into my other gripes with this movie. Uh, it's it it felt dated. It felt very dated to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost stereotypical, very white. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Uh, very male. <laughs> very male. Um, yeah, yeah. A, a couple years later, this this movie kind of got some backlash because of the whole Harvey Weinstein situation and. Uh, and and then of course Casey Affleck. Oh um, yeah. yeah. So so this this movie's gone through some some rocks and rolls and bumps and <laughs> <laughs> yeah some trials Pe- and tribulations. People are still talking about it today. Like I was finding mm-hmm. articles as as early as 2017. Like people are still talking about this movie. Um, yeah, it's a culturally relevant movie for sure. Ooh, I want to talk about the beginning music because that's the only music I heard. I'm so terrible at, at listening to the score throughout uh-huh. the movie because I'm just watching everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I did hear the music in the very beginning, which mm-hmm. like it was weird. It was almost ominous. It like mm, yeah. st- it started off like very pretty and classical, yeah. um, and you were seeing all like those kaleidoscope type like with books. Like and- I don't know, like. And things. Yeah, of books and things. Yeah. yeah really cool. And then it kind of turns, like, ominous and chaotic and, like, very, like, it, it took a very unexpected turn, which which makes sense because it was Danny Elfman, but, um, <laughs> yeah, but, like, I, I really liked, I really liked the beginning score. Yeah, Danny Elfman makes great music. Yeah. I liked it, too. Yeah, yeah that was definitely a, a plus. Yeah, it was very, it was, was very pretty and scary at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I don't really remember any other music. We don't really hear any, any music that is, like, even in the scenes at all. So it's all just score. Um, and, you know, like, they could have done that and it would would even felt more dated, but they didn't. So I, I feel like they were trying to make a kind of timeless story as as the crow flies like just trying to yeah. do the best they could um with with what little money they had yeah because like they probably didn't have a lot of money and it's amazing that this got produced in, in any way in the first place and they got robin, and that robin williams. williams was even in it like like yeah. when, I, when i was reading this cast in the very beginning i was like this is a very star-studded cast yeah. but at at the time at the time the only stars were like Robin Williams and Robin Stellan Skarsgård. And... Yeah, yeah, Robin, and like right, Stellan yeah. was good too. He he was good too. Like, um, I definitely saw his sons a lot in him because he's you know he's a little younger than we're used to. 
um, in this movie. And I could see Alexander and Bill in him, like, so much. Yeah. It, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, sometimes I see that now because Alexander Skarsgård is getting a little older now. So, like, sometimes yeah, he, he does is. things and he just looks like his dad. And I'm like, did you know they have, like, there's, like, a clan of them. There's, like, I there's, like, upwards of, like, six or seven of the Skarsgårds. Yeah, they're... They're a big family. <laughs> yeah. There's there, a lot of them. There's a lot of them. <laughs> and they're all there's, like... There, there's a lot of those scar scars. Blonde and blue-eyed, like gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, just... Just a beautiful European family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was crazy seeing Ben Affleck and Matt Damon as babies in this. I mean, they are... They're so young. And, and just even seeing, like, their physique... As as people who are our age, you know it. It's it's weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm every you know every moment that's on the screen. I was just like, I can't believe they got this movie made. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it doesn't make any sense that this got made. <laughs> so, is there any other things that you but, can you know, remember? They, they talk. They talk to the right people. Yeah, they did. They totally did. Is there anything other thing that you can remember from your, like, readings that are is notable? Um, maybe we can, maybe we can end this with a question, because uh, I, I was kind of seeing a lot of theories on Reddit about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Reddit. I'd never go there. The, the only time I, I look at Reddit is when you send me things. <laughs> yeah, I love Reddit. I love it. That's the only time. Yeah. But I, I moseyed on over to Reddit um, when I was looking this up. Um, so do you think do you think uh, Skyler took him back after he drove all the way to California? Yeah, I think, think I think she did. She was she was all looking right. for him in the um, in the airport and uh, she really wanted him to be there. So I think she would she would do it. And if he drove all the way to California, yeah. I think that's. That's enough to, to prove that he loves her. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a really good uh, show of affection. Or like, what's a what's the, what is it? Um, try to think of the word. A like a display. Oh yeah. Or a, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Display you know I mean. of a yes, 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 yes. Uh, gesture. There we go. Gesture. A gesture. That's fucking. <laughs> that's, that's the word. Gesture. It's gesture. Yeah, that's the word. Okay. Gesture. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, another question. If this movie was remade, you know, in the next, t- in a, in another, well, I I guess we can't say twenty years, but like, if this movie could be remade now, right. who do you who do you think would who do you think would play would play everybody? Oh god. Um, oh, what also I read was that they thought the two ther- the not the two therapists, but they thought Stellan and Robin Williams were going to be uh Morgan Freeman and De Niro. They were aiming high. <laughs> they were aiming high with this casting. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's they, Yeah, they originally wanted when when they were envisioning their movie as they were writing this in LA. Yeah. Uh they were thinking Morgan Freeman and De Niro. <laughs> wow. Okay, um, so, it, yeah, so if I were to cast it today, it'd have to be some kind of, like, 
like, roughed up kid, probably. So somebody who's not, like, somebody who's more rugged um, to be the part of Matt Damon, to be Will. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, like, I'm not, I'm not really in it with the younger actors, but... I know, like, they were so young in this, it's hard to pick young actors these days. Yeah, because, like, uh, sometimes they just suck, you know, so, like... <laughs> yeah, they sure do. And uh, and and all of them are on Netflix, so it's just, they're, they're just all Netflix actors. Yeah, I uh, mean, yeah, I guess it... Um, maybe, that guy, maybe that guy who played Paxton in uh, Never Have I Ever, because that guy's just... He's so attractive. Um, he sure is. He sure is. I think maybe he could. He could be Matt Damon's character. The only reason I'm thinking about him is because he's in my head because I just finished the show today. Um, oh yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm trying to. I can't even right now. Let me just look up a list of of twenty year old <laughs> actors. I mean, the other roles, like Stellan and, and Robin, you know, it is hard to replace them, but it could be anybody, really. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be, um, you know, like, I would maybe put, like, in the in the young role, maybe uh, um, Alex, uh, oh, this is a good one. Um, God, what's his name? The, the kid that's kids are. the kid that's, that's in Hereditary, who was in the Naked Brothers band. Oh, Nat Wolf Nat, or something. Nat, well, yeah, Alex Wolf though. Alex Wolf. Yeah, Alex Wolf. he's really good. And then also, um, the guy who's in the Get Down and in Pokemon. Uh oh yeah. Um oh, what's his name? What's his name? Shit, I'm gonna have to look it up. He's really good too. Justice Smith. <laughs> Justice Smith is really good. <laughs> so like maybe Justice Smith and Alex Wolf, I don't know. That's what I want. That's my list. Hmm. Okay. 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 I dig it. I was looking I at think a, really I was looking at, a, at an IMDb list that said fifty of the cutest actors under twenty five. This list was made in twenty eleven. These people are not twenty five under oh, twenty five anymore. No, <laughs> they're all in their thirties now. They're all they older are than that. Not, not oh. under twenty five anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, wow! Not, I was like, I was like, Josh with... Hutcherson is not under twenty five. Uh, no, he's he's. <laughs> He's thirty something for sure. Yeah, maybe some of the exactly. kids in like, in like uh, sex education, they're they're right age for this. <gasps> oh yeah, like um, the guy that plays Adam. Adam, yeah, he's really good. He he yeah. could totally be, um, the main character for sure. Like he's definitely got the acting chops for that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely a very timeless story. Um, I would like to see it remade, maybe with uh, more women, with a uh, with more women for more sure, diversity. less less dated, more diversity, <sighs> and uh, and and those professors at, at those at those schools were 
dirt bags. Oh, especially like, Stellan Skarsgård. He was hitting on every girl that he saw. He was like, you know, oh, I think yeah. I could take you on a date later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, he's like, it's Saturday. Have a drink. You're gonna meet up with me later for a drink. It's like, ew, you creep. He's really okay. creepy. He's he's definitely got that creepy vibe to him. In and the then Skylar kept having a professor call her. Like, they have their number? Like, no. No. D- no. Yeah, it's... No. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, so definitely something less dated, yeah. uh, less stereotypical, and uh, more diverse and more women. That, that'd be that'd be nice. Yeah, because, like, the, be real. the bones of it is is really good. And, oh, um, yeah. And, the, and, yeah, like, the fact that Boston is so... Uh, displayed so so realistically is it's it's wonderful like it's really like good that we've got these different stories in different cities you know yeah i almost um i i like how they jumped around a lot i almost wish that like i don't know something something more happened within the city to kind of like make the city well no no it's fine (laughs) nope i'll take it i'll take it back i'll take it back (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there were a lot of beautiful shots of Boston, so... There were, there were. I wanted to see more. Well, you're gonna um, see more when you visit me. Oh! Oh! Gonna be my I home. Gotta, I gotta hit up all the, um, what's it called? The Boston movies so that so that I can go stand, can go stand where all the actors stood. Yeah, dude! And if in you come the in the spots. fall, we could go to a Red Sox game. Oh, yeah, that sounds really fun, Alessandra. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's baseball, right? Yes, it's baseball. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't even like going to baseball games here, Alessandra. All right, fine, fine. We don't have to go. Jesus. Save us I'll money, go you. that's for I'll, sure. I'll go. Yeah, okay, then, yeah, no, let's not. Let's not. Okay. Well, I want to go to that bar that was in Harvard, or by Harvard. <laughs> Harvard bar. I, I hate to, to you know, tell you this, bar. but every single bar in Boston looks like the ten different bars that we saw in this movie. <laughs> uh, it's good. Like I, I just want to go into one of them. <laughs> yeah. They they look yeah. reminiscent um, of like of like pubs in in uh in London. Oh yeah. Yeah. The East Coast yeah. is is so it, it very really reminds me of London. Yeah, it's very yeah, reminiscent. Yeah. And you know, that's how I can get over my the fact that I'm probably never going to live in London is the fact that I live on the East Coast and it's as close as I'm going to get. <laughs> Don't hold yourself back, Alessandra. Don't hold yourself I'm back. I'm not I'm not the one that's holding me back. I would I would live in Europe in a heartbeat to be honest. Um I just have someone else to to worry about now. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a, a single unit uh, anymore. <laughs> uh, drag him along. It'll be fine. Dra- drag right. him along. <laughs> drag him along. Well, everybody who's listening uh, to the podcast, it, it's very funny because you're going to be seeing me move move yet again to a different city. It's like over the th- three and a half years we've done this podcast, I've moved from LA mm-hmm. to New York, and now it's going to be from New York to Boston. A, a much much smaller of a move, but but still still a big move, still a big move. Yeah, yeah. Sh- shorter shorter distance of a move. There we go. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, let's look at these uh, these uh, plot keywords. Plot keywords. I can't ever find them on my 
my iPad. I have no idea where they go. Do you have them? Uh, yeah, they always show up on the on the website. Yeah, I, I'm 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 always on a on my computer. The computer. It's the computer. Um. So let's see. So for plot keywords, we've got professor, genius, friend, mathematical genius, original story. Oh, that's nice. Sure. I mean, it doesn't get into any of the, like, you know, childhood drama. You know, I like that they have original story on there. That is a big plus of this movie. That's true. That's true. I mean, we, you know, we've been watching some stuff. It's not that we're watching a lot of remakes and stuff, but... You know, this isn't even based off a book. This is based off of Matt Damon's brain. Yeah, sure is. So, like, sure is. we gotta give it to him for that. <laughs> there's a there's a plot keyword on here that's called premarital sex. <laughs> okay, like that's really necessary oh, to note. It's it's really not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um but we've got we've got the other the other stuff on here. We got we got fear of failure, fear of abandonment. We got uh uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Violence. All, all that all that stuff. <laughs> Vi- yes, violence. Hypnotherapy. That's right. He tried mm. he tried to get his like string of of people that he ended up like kick like kicking to the curb was really funny. Like he that fact that he could get into psychologists' heads was was great. <laughs> I don't even think he was getting into psychologist's heads. He was just rude. Yeah, he, well, they didn't want to work with him. He was just rude. Yeah, because he was rude. Yeah, Let's he see. Was. Here's the tagline. one guy who's okay. like, is it because you're gay? <laughs> and then he's like, no. Why would she say that? Yeah. Oh, so funny. <laughs> that, that, was a, that was a problematic scene to me. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. I didn't like it. Oh, okay. um, let's see. Taglines. Uh, oh, there's always more? Eh, I don't care. I'm going to move back up. <laughs> we did the plot keywords. That's the most important. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, I keep going to, to say or do something, and I just don't do it. Okay. Well, okay. So this uh, got a 70 Metascore, still in the green. Um you know, as I think it deserves it. Although there are some very scathing reviews on this 70 Metascore. Oh, yes, there are. Yeah, there's some, like, truly scathing reviews that honestly, like, I'm just going to even read this New York Daily News that is a 75 according to the Metascore people. It does not sound like it from this blurb. You'd never guess this just off-center movie was directed by indie hero Gus Van Sant. Maybe, like Will, he's casual about his gifts and feels no need to trot them out. Ouch! And they gave, and they gave it a 75. My goodness. Yeah. My goodness. And then, uh, Christian, Christian Science Monitor. Man, what are these, <laughs> what are these old-timey reviews? <laughs> uh, let's see. Gave it a 50. Matt Damon and Robin Williams give touching performances, but Gus Van Gus Van Sant Sants Sants Gus Van Sants 
uh, filmmaking is surprisingly ordinary. It's so I didn't think it was ordinary. I mean, it's it's I like an it was indie. It's like an honestly, indie movie. I thought it was fine. I, I don't understand. Yeah. yeah, I don't understand why it needed to be. <laughs> um. Yeah. Why? Why did it need like, to be not ordinary? It seems. I mean, I gotta say, it seemed like every other '90s movie ever. So I guess that makes it sort. Of, it's kind of ordinary. Uh, okay, I, I I like what Roger Ebert said because I actually read this full uh, review. Mm, okay. um, Chicago Sun Times gave it a seventy five. Uh, it's the individual moments, not the payoff, that make it so effective. And and I think I'll agree. I liked moments in mm-hmm. this movie. Um, more than the whole. Yes, more than the whole. Uh, Newsweek said Gus Van Sant, working from the tangy, well-written script, gets so much humor, grit, and emotional truth out of this tale that the familiar formulas behind it simply fall away. And that was an 80. So, yeah. But didn't we notice this in, in the last movie we... We talked about, like, they would kind of, they, they'd give it a high number, but then they'd kind of, like, backhand it, almost, like, in the little blurb. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, like, not quite quite a compliment. <laughs> yeah. It's a backhanded I compliment. I don't get it. Like, why why That's say this in the blurb and then give it such a high score? Uh I, That's interesting. Yeah, That's I think it's just the blurb that they chose. I think it's the Metascore people that decide. Because, um, hmm. you know, it's there's someone's job out there just to read all these and then decide what number it is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I thought, oh, so so someone from, from Metacritic is reading the review and, and guessing a, a number off of their review? I, I thought the, the critics had to had to input a number. Uh, okay, it's been, it's been three and a half years and we have not figured out how Metacritic does its job, so <laughs> I'm going straight to Metacritic.com to find out oh, man. how exactly it works. Um, oh, man. Let's click this, about Metacritic. Okay. <laughs> I'll look at the trivia, see if there's anything interesting. I mean, I gave you guys a lot of trivia. This was a trivia-driven episode. <laughs> You're welcome. Trivia-driven. <sighs> trivia-driven. Pack the car. Try, say, try saying that. Try saying that seven times fast. Uh, let's see. Okay, but don't, don't say that. Park the car. No, okay. No. I'm I'm looking. Our Metascore system is unique and merits its own explanation page. How we create the Metascore magic. Okay. Ah. All right. Uh, It's complicated. They curate the group of the world's most respected critics. Hmm. Okay, so they do it. They assign scores to their reviews and apply a weighted average to summarize the range of their opinions. So, uh... The weighted average, in it says, is based on their overall quality and stature of depending on the critic. So, critics that are heavier than others, that are more respected than others, get a more weight to their score. 
and ones that are like baby ones, you know, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of okay. averaging every single critic out there, they're only they're averaging those, but putting more weight on the ones that are better. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's generally what it is. Um, I found a cute, a cute uh, trivia. So okay. I got here. Uh, the lines in the scene when Sean talks about his late wife's farting antics were ad libbed by Robin Williams. That Aww. is why Matt Damon was laughing so hard. If you watch the scene carefully, you can notice the camera shaking a bit, possibly due to the cameraman laughing as well. <laughs> I did really like that scene. Alex and I were laughing a lot. Yeah. 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 Okay, Mel then. Gibson was supposed to supposed to direct. Sorry, I'll stop. Oh, wow, that's a that would yep. have been very different. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, that was Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. What's the next uh, letter? <laughs> I'll look. Why don't you oh. Why don't you tell tell people where they can find H. Us? What? <laughs> H, yes. H, that's, that's the next letter. Um, you can find us. Oh, wait, if you liked this episode, if you like Goodwill Hunting, if you have any thoughts about Goodwill Hunting, please, please leave a comment. You can leave a comment on Facebook, just search All by the Popcorn, and like our page, or you can leave a comment on SoundCloud. Um, and if you want to review our little show we have here, rate and review us. That would really help others find us. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Yeah. Right? Okay. And if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, you can follow our social media. We've got Twitter, at By the Popcorn, and Instagram, at All By the Popcorn Podcast. And we also have a YouTube channel. We're slowly adding our all of our older episodes on there so that they're just all there. But uh, we might be recording live episodes in the future through YouTube streaming service. Or we might be putting um, video record recorded content to our episodes. How do I say this? I'm like yeah, that I'm sounds drawing a blank here. Having a video involved is really great. Yes, recording our video recording ourselves doing the podcast so that there's a visual, not just our little picture that we have. Um, so definitely follow that on YouTube. Just search All By The Popcorn Podcast um, and follow us there. And, uh, and uh, we uh, forgot to mention this in the last episode, but we started a oh. PayPal as well. Oh, that's right. Uh, you can get to that by going to our SoundCloud and then you know we you can click the donate to us if if you feel so inclined we would really appreciate it um if you don't go on the soundcloud the other way to find it is all by the popcorn podcast at gmail.com that's the um the paypal uh email so if you can figure out how to do that there you go (laughs) really appreciate it you could do it through the email yeah you can like Say I want to eat. I want to send money to this email person, and then it'll it'll work. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of emails, if you have any suggestions for future episodes, or if you just want to email us something, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at allbythepopcorn at gmail dot com or allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail dot com. I feel like you said that already, but you know what? That's okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. I don't think I did. 
Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.